Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where I guess we just sort of have a theme going. We're, we're, yeah. We're making our own Philip K. Dick seeing the future streak. It's not really a streak. It's sort of a toozy. It's kind of a toozy. It's kind of, um, we picked the thing that Amazon Prime recommended that we watch next. That is patently untrue. I said, hey, watching next makes me want to watch Paycheck. I think it's a better movie. And then we watched Paycheck. I don't think it was a better movie. No, it probably, no, it wasn't. Hey, Amber. Um, Hindsight, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, I have a, a story to tell you, Amber. Okay. Um, I was talking to my brother and Erica about this very podcast that we do over dinner. Um, frequent topic at our house, um, how solid BMR is and uh, what geniuses we are, Ember, and things like that. <laughs> oh, so it was a very grounded conversation, just mm-hmm. really, really based in reality and, and just fact, objective fact. Good, good to know. Yep, yep. And um, let me tell you, Dan uh, went ahead and listed his favorite um, uh, segments in our show, um, acknowledging that most of them aren't actual codified segments. Um, segment, his favorite segment was um, us uh, criticizing the movie for and calling out, essentially calling out the movie for its bullshit. Um, you know, racist bullshit, sexist bullshit, transphobic bullshit, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Um, number two was recommendations, Amber. Really? Yes. Why? Yes, exactly. Um, gosh, I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna get this wrong. Uh, three was um, uh, gosh, what was it? It was maybe the oh, Dan's gonna yell at me that I don't remember this. Anyway, turns out his least favorite part of the movie is us actually discussing the movie and why it rocks. So. Rest assured, Amber, nobody cares about what we're saying right now. They just want us to get to the recommendations and calling out book bullshit. We should be doing a very different podcast. Yes. Basically, it, our podcast is mainly bullshit filler that people listen to to get to the stuff that they actually want to listen to. Exactly. Which means that no one should ultimately be listening to our podcast. Yes, exactly. So basically what Dan said was, your podcast is pointless, uh-huh. Why don't you just tell me some things you like and also tell me why I shouldn't watch these movies that you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be fair, in all in in his uh in his uh defense, he did say that um, you know, it was his least favorite among his f- very favorite podcast things. So like he was not trying to make us feel inadequate or, you know, whatever. It just in effect, is what he did. Basically saying that our podcast is garbage. Garbage that he loves. Garbage with a few sprinkles on top. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, that's cool. I, I actually mostly just think of it as garbage. I, I did not know there were sprinkles. I thought <laughs> I was know. just churning out yeah. pure shit. I wasn't Yay. aware there was a good part. Yeah. yeah. So in a way, this is a win. This is positive news. Anyway, we watch um, Paycheck, which... Um, <laughs> Ben Affleck says to this date that um, he earned apparently $15 million for this movie. And when asked why he starred in the film, he says the answer lies in the title. So (laughs) the actual actor, Meta Lee, was also working for the paycheck, Amber. He was just in it for that green? Yeah, he's in that for that green. And to work with John Woo, it seems like. I mean, everyone apparently should work with John Woo at some point in their career. Yeah. Just so they can get that dove. Yeah. Oh, man, the dove. Um, Yeah, so Amber, (laughs) this movie is about Ben Affleck, who is a man who would rather trade his time, like literal, um, at this point in this movie, years of his life for a paycheck. He doesn't care about, they, they will wipe his memory. He will do nothing but work. And the work he does will be retro engineering other people's ideas and doing them better. Um, and coming up with some like crazy ass, like technology gadgets 
and then he won't remember any shit he did and he'll get a big payday at the end, Amber. Exactly. So it's like the ultimate non-disclosure agreement. Like I don't I can't disclose anything because I don't remember what happened. I literally don't remember what happened. And and I, when when pushed on this concept of like uh-huh. you really enjoy having your brain wiped of like the past few months, he's like, dude, I just spent twenty hours a day in a clean room ripping off someone else's idea idea to sell to some other guy. Like, what did you do for the last two months? My memories are basically highlights. The stuff you erase doesn't matter. <laughs> It is solid reasoning, though. Like, do you really give a shit what you do at the grind as opposed to, like, what you then get to do with the money? Like, you live your highlight reel. Yeah. It also totally reminded me of, uh, what was that Adam Sandler movie, Click? Click, yeah. Yeah, where he just starts fast-forwarding through the shit that he doesn't like, and then it auto-remembers what to fast-forward through, and so his life just becomes fast-forwarded shit. So now we just describe movies that we, we didn't actually watch yeah uh-huh you're welcome um so okay okay amber after three years um ben affleck who's playing jennings in this movie he wakes up from his memory wipe and he's he thinks he's earned like 92 million dollars worth of stock in this company but he when he goes to get the funds oh no they're not there oh no apparently he he gave away his stock options four weeks ago in obviously a part of his memory that was wiped. Don't worry, he has this excellent envelope of consolation prizes. These items in this envelope, Amber, are somehow lead him through his next few days. It's it's like magic. They keep him from dying, essentially. They keep the FBI almost immediately picks him up and they are about to fry his brain, but then all of a sudden he escapes the room using cigarettes and a pair of sunglasses that were in the magic envelope. Conveniently, yes. And then the security guy at the company that he had just given up three years of his life to is like, oh my God, why isn't he dead? He was supposed to die. He died in that room, except he didn't die in that room. And also, how did they know he was in that room? And why did they know he was going to die? And now the FBI and the company, everybody's after him. What the fuck is going on, Megan? Why doesn't he have $92 million? And also, he met a girl. He did meet a girl. Oh gosh, the, the love story aspect of this seems... Just a little strange. No, nope, it seems like the most important part. You mean it? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, it does. Love interest is Uma Thurman. She rocks. Um. Oh yeah, she's but, the best part of this movie for sure. Hmm. Um. They meet before his memory wipe. Like he's he goes to a party with his his boy Paul Giamatti. Who up to this point he's just been doing like, you know, one to two month memory wiping stints of kind of low grade tech ripoff goes to a party Aaron Eckhart's gonna offer him a job but we don't know that yet first we know that he's scoping the room out he's looking at the talent he sees the woman he most wants to sleep with he approaches her basically says I could try and chit chat you and be charming but let's just go fuck yeah she's like first off it's not Mrs. Doctor bitch and second Uh really really dude yeah no thank you no thank you then when he decides to take the job oh my god God, she's a doctor of biology and she works for Aaron Eckhart. Guess who he's going to be warming up to for the next three years? Yep. Unfortunately, he won't remember any of it. Right. Which she knows. And yet still has a relationship with him. And and yet he says he won't actually go through with a memory wipe. Um, which seems kind of, at that point, how could you not let him go through with the memory Like, if he's working on this classified tech... At what point does he have to go through with a memory wipe? I don't know, Megan. I didn't look the contracts. Yeah. Oh, true. Good point, Amber. Um, yeah, Amber, um, let's just go ahead and spoil the thing that they don't say till, like, I don't know, two-thirds into the movie, but, like, you really get from pretty much the beginning of, you know, the, he's, he's invented a future machine. He's, he's invented seeing into the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and therefore, he's sent his own self things that will get him through these next trials and tribulations. Um, and that's the the bad guys saw the future in which Ben Affleck died, but Ben Affleck changed his own future. And future tech is bad. And uh, he has to destroy it, Amber. Yes, yes. In In looking into the future after having created this machine that couldn't possibly be used for bad things. He sees that in having created the machine, 
he hastens on the end of the world and his own death. Right. So then he determines that, well, the machine must be destroyed. So, of course, the thing to do is to send yourself a bunch of tchotchke shit to lead you back to the machine that you just had access to in order to destroy it. Right. Makes Obviously. perfect sense. Obviously, he could not destroy it before then. He it's had like, to have his memory wiped and then lead himself back to the machine in order uh-huh. to destroy it. Yes. Obvi. And we're going back to our running theme of describing movies that we are not actually talking about. It's like Rogue One. It's like, why why are you hiding a map of the thing to do the thing? Why not just do the thing? Why not just explode the Death Star? Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Were any of those people expert pilots, Megan? Did any of them have access to a massive fleet of pilots who are really good at flying into small holes? Huh? Megan? But, but huh? he made he 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 made a weakness in it that was so fucking hard to pinpoint. Like why why couldn't he have made the weakness a thing that blows up? Like what that would have been too obvious. If he made something that's just like, oh, here's a part of the station that just automatically explodes, at some point, another engineer would have been building it and be like, why am I building a bomb right now? Yeah, this seems point. like a weird thing to do. You know what, Amber, you've changed my mind because you're right. Ben Affleck, not only does he not blow up the machine before he leaves, he does plant a ticking time bomb that in- incapacitates the machine after he leaves. Which shows that he could have also just, instead of incapacitating, he should have just, why didn't he just have it blow up after he left? He had the technology, Amber. I mean, Megan, hindsight is twenty twenty. Luckily, yeah, since right. he could see the future, he already had hindsight, and this was the best he could come up with. Yeah, well, yeah, by seeing your future, you change your future, Amber. Looking at the future changes it. We learned that from Nick Cage. We learned that from Next. Oh boy. Well, ultimately, it's a romance. He gets his mind wiped and still winds back with Uma Thurman, who is a total badass. Yes. Then they blow up the machine and Aaron Eckhart and some other stuff. And then the FBI thinks they're dead. And well, he doesn't get that $92 million, except future vision bitches. Uh Uh-huh. We'll tell you that later. Excellent. Good job. Amber, what did critics think of this movie, Metacritic? 42 for critics, 82 for users. Wow. I had um, 27 for critics and 45 for users. Mm, all right. I mean, it, it is actually very similar to Next. Yes. Yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, almost almost exactly. Yeah. Which is also why it made me think of that. I, I thought, I, for some reason, I felt like this was better than Next, when in reality, I think it's exactly like Next. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. In terms of the fact that you have a really cool idea that already existed because Philip K. Dick wrote it, mm-hmm. and then you take it and you make it your own by making it dumber. Yes. And then turning it into a movie. Right. So so it is basically the same movie. <laughs> yeah. It involves Philip K. Dick and the future and making things worse. Except this one has Uma Thurman kind of being a soups badass. Yes. Yeah. And a really um, competent bad guy. Yes, a super competent, but like a, a bad guy, the likes of which we rarely see. Yeah. Like someone who's just like gaming it out on their own. You know, they're like figuring shit out. Other than be- beyond, beyond the fact that if you can look into the future and see the same things Ben Affleck sees, meaning... The stock market collapse, stock, stock market Uh collapses. Beautiful. I did it. I did the words. I did them so good. Like a champion. And then the world just descends into chaos and atomic bombs blow up. Wouldn't you be like, how am I going to profit from this at the end of the day? If making this machine leads to the end of the world. So he kind of, he's really competent up to a point. And right. then you're just kind of thinking, what are you getting out of this? Right. Like, if the world essentially ends, I'm glad you have a billion dollars, I guess. Yeah. And then at the very end, he gets real wacky with it. And it's just like, you can't alter the course of fate and wants things to play out exactly as the future machine foretold them to, as though it's some sort of magical, mystical fortune teller, as opposed yeah. to sort of a quantum mechanics, Einsteinian... Right. 
looking at the future from its real science people perspective. Yeah. But essentially, 43 is fine. Like, it, it, is, it is the same quality as Next. I think that there are some, like, interesting and funny mechanics. I think it's not particularly a great movie. I think it is an entertaining movie. And I think I still, I, I've said it multiple times already, I enjoy watching Uma Thurman kick people's ass. Yeah. Yes. Um, she is the only woman in this movie. <laughs> Not entirely true. There's the Not woman entire- who's supposed to be her. Yes, you are correct. There's two women who are supposed to be her. One that she uses and one that they use. That's true. But mm-hmm. only one of them gets actual lines, I think. Y- correct. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, there are no female FBI agents in this one. Yeah, and we've got Joe Morton, who plays a special agent Dodge, and that is the one actor of color. Great. I do love Joe Morton, though. I, I, oh, I, he's, yes. I haven't seen him in many things. I pretty much just know him as Henry on Eureka, and he's the best character on Eureka, so yeah. I have a, 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 a soft spot in my heart for Joe Morton. Uh, but yeah, it is not, it's not a multi-gender, multi-racial cast here. It's, it's pretty standard white guys doing white guy things. Yep. <laughs> this is Michael C. Hall's uh, first uh, acting role, Amber. That does not surprise me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's, it's amusing. It's amusing to know that Paycheck was his, his big break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with what the critics said about this. I think it is on par with Next. I was ready to be annoyed that it was on par with Next, but I'm not. I am cool with it, and I'm ready to move on. Are you ready to move on? Amber, I'm ready to move on. I think 27 is a little harsh, but yes, I'm ready to move on. 27 is a little harsh, and we're going to explain why. Yes. Bye, critics. Bye, critics. One of the reasons that it shouldn't be 27 is not because Ben Affleck's character is great. That was a confusing sentence, but essentially, Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck's character is not great. (laughs) He's not. No, 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 ma'am. He is. Yeah, first it's fine. You have the opening scene. He buys a piece of 3D technology and then he goes into a room and he there's a there's a montage of him pulling it apart and attaching things to it, you know, doing engineering stuff. And then he makes a better version of that thing. So essentially like rips it off, makes it better, makes it different enough so he can sell it to another company and then they erase his brain. Or rather, Paul Giamatti erases his brain. Using like lasers. Yeah. It's that is oh my god. I love yeah. that. I love the science happening in this movie. Oh Megan my did god, too. please don't say those words, Amber. There's so I'm much so good science mad. in this movie. Paul Giamatti erases his brain. By Ben Affleck is, is sitting in a chair and he's got a little band around his forehead. And then Paul uh-huh. Giamatti's looking at a computer screen and he's he's looking at neurons. And then he's hitting a key on the computer and a laser zaps the neuron in it and it dies. Individual fucking neurons. Zap. Zap. And then another guy shows up and he hits the screen. And and then he's like, oh, my God, I can't, his brain can't go above 43 degrees, you idiot, or it'll cook him. And, oh, my God, it's lingering on 42.9. So, dun, you know, dun, dun. brain cooking mechanics, important to, to, to keep in, in, in your mind, because uh-huh. those will come in later. Because science. He's playing fucking asteroids with his neurons, and it's like a neuron contains pew. a memory that makes no fucking pew. sense. Pew, pew. Oh, the science, Amber. Oh, it's, it's such good science. It's and then, such trash. And then afterwards, we see him recovering with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> He's not just an engineer, folks. He's an expert with a bow staff. Yes, he is. Whoo, boy, Amber. <laughs> he just, like, he just rocks. They have this setup that I've never seen before. It's like... These, Every like, gym has one. Come on, Megan. You just have to Oh, excuse attention. me. Yeah. You know, it's the classic triangle of bow staff death where he has to just hit this bow staff really hard against the, uh, you know, pier or tier that lines up, lights up, uh, and he just hits it real hard and he swings in a circle all, and hits real hard. Bow staff. Yeah. yeah he's, Great. he's standing in the middle of three pillars. And the pillars light up, and and when the pillar lights up, he's supposed to hit it, and it shows you that he's super good at hitting pillars oh, with, a, with a stick. Yep. And Paul Giamatti is there; he's the one who makes the pillars light up. So he's he's also his trainer. He's not just his neurosurgeon, Megan. Yeah. He is 
He is his uh, physical therapist. An only friend, it seems like. Definitely his only friend. Yeah. 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 I mean, here's here's the thing about, like, I mean, you, you said this, but I just want to lay it out. Ben Affleck is trading years of his life for uh, $92 million. He has no friends or family that seem to even, like, register to him as somebody he should, like talk to about this or say goodbye to or whatever it's just Paul Giamatti his both trainer and neurosurgeon friend and he's he's not only he's he's also stealing other people's tech and improving it in this really like just yucky feeling way it's like very parasitic it's it's he's just icky all over Amber Mm, mm-hmm. And that's just intensified when he has his first conversation with Uma Thurman. I, I've i already described the scene in general, but fancy dress party. Ooh, look at that woman. Meh. Ooh, look at that woman. Meh. Ooh, slow-mo. Blonde. I like it. And he ditches Paul Giamatti, who does not want to be ditched. He's not happy about it, but it doesn't no. matter because Ben Affleck, I, he just had two months of his life erased. He needs to get his dick wet, obviously. Obviously. Goes to Uma Thurman, says like five things to her, mm-hmm. and then whips out this killer line. I'd be happy to keep blathering on trying to charm you, but I thought, let's just cut to the chase and get out of here. Wow, be still my heart. Who, boy. It's, hmm, he doesn't want to put in the effort no, to try and get to her to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. He just wants... Like, he <laughs> he wants the highlights, Amber. He doesn't want to have to work exactly. for shit. I mean, it is, it is definitely emblematic of, of his ethos, which we have already been yeah. privy to. He just wants the highlights. The highlights for him is not charming her into sleeping with him. It's just the sleeping with him part. Yeah. It's not the conversation, Amber. It's the doing it. Unfortunately, she is at least somewhat charmed, which... Mm-hmm. That's probably the least believable part of this movie. Yes. And she says, if you get the urge to have a real conversation, come and find me. And then Although he... that's a really good line. Oh, that's it's a good a... line. Like, it's a solid yeah. burn. But at the same time, do you still want him to try and have a real conversation with you after that line? Really? No. I, I mean, okay, maybe, uh, whatever. And then he's just, like, totally gives up. And she's like, you giving up so soon? Don't believe in second chances? <laughs> Chekhov's second chance, Amber. Chekhov's fucking second chance, whatever. It's just, it's such a gross exchange. Yeah. But it is, it is, it is fitting for his character, I guess. For sure, in, yeah. For in which case, we're the su- movie, it, yeah, the scumbagginess <laughs> suits him. He has to become the hero. I guess we're supposed to feel like, mm. I guess we are supposed to feel like he does when Aaron Eckhart makes the pitch, three years of, for the rest of your life, one big paycheck and you're done. They say the word paycheck a lot in the first part they of the movie. Do. You know, he, he decides to do it. And, it, you know, it makes sense. It's, it makes sense for the way he runs his life and what he, he values. And then he shows up at the stockbroker's office after he's had his mind wiped. And he's given away his $92 million for a bag of shit. Yeah, you would not expect the Ben Affleck that you met at the beginning of the movie to yes. do that. Like, what has happened in the past three years to turn him into this other man, except he isn't this other man. He still thinks he's the man he was before. Right. Okay, so that, I mean, I guess that's That's kind adequate. of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of, I, I've actually talked myself into being okay with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not mad at it for that. And I'm not mad at it for this, like, like, it is cool to see him, like, take these everyday objects, kind of, um, and use them in interesting ways um, in order to like get through the like his the next challenges that come up, you know, like you know, secret glasses that make you be able to see in the smoke, Amber, and uh, you know, a key to a to a storage room so Paul Giamatti can get away, and uh, yep, a silver else? dollar, a paper clip, a yes. bottle of hairspray, and a lighter, like it, it is. It does feel a lot like a uh, like <laughs> like Monkey Island, like <laughs> use paperclip on panel on circuitry. Exactly. Um, um, the fact that the FBI was going to cook his fucking brain. Oh my god! Yeah, the FBI doesn't give a fuck. They need to know, Amber. They need to know what's going on, and they don't fucking care if they have to light his 
fucking brain on fire to get answers. Oh, man. Because, of course, of course, Aaron Eckhart's company is pretty high tech, folks. So no more barbaric playing pew pew laser with a man's brain. They just use chemical markers. Uh-huh. Oh, my so, God. So the FBI I'm is so like, mad. well, there, there I'm should so be. I'm so mad, Amber. Megan, it's science. You it's not fucking them. science. You, you can't just chemical. chemical you can't just marker. put like a biomarker in somebody's brain yeah, that's and then what you rewind do. time. Oh my god, Megan, the science is so obvious. You inject them with a chemical marker that binds to the brain, and then you inject them with another marker that just goes in and whoop erases everything. Up to that point. Up to that yeah. point. It's beautiful. Uh-huh, because it's perfect. minds and brains are linear, and that is how you recall memories, and that's what a biomarker fucking does. Yeah, it my brain is, time a, is like a brain. ticker tape, and a biomarker is like putting like a paperclip on the ticker tape, and it's just like you then go back so and you erase shit. everything. I don't understand why you have a problem with the, the very clear... It's, easy to it's understand science of this. A memory marker. Are you fucking kidding me? Ugh. Well, they try to recover those lost memories that are scientifically removed with more science. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> they stick him in a brain machine and look at a computer and uh, gosh, gosh darn it, they just they just can't seem to get anything out of him. So they Right, they see like sparks of images, which still like after seeing the whole movie, like don't make a lot of sense but okay and then they like, they don't seem to care if they cook him and i guess they were supposed to actually cook him like that's right. he was supposed to die in that room if in the middle of cooking his brain one of the fbi agents hadn't decided hey man i need a spoke looked at the bag of shit that they'd taken off of ben affleck i'm like mm, he's not gonna need these i guess because oh. you plan to kill him Right. <laughs> takes one of the cigarettes, starts to smoke it, and then suddenly looks up as though to realize, oh no, I'm indoors. And he's uh-huh. like, oh no, the smoke detector. <laughs> oh, I forgot how life worked. <laughs> I'm just so stressed out by killing a man. <laughs> this is so shortly thereafter, um, I believe they were talking to, to uh, whatever, they were talking to somebody, and Amber <laughs> Amber describes what this FBI, FBI agent must have said to him, like, oh, your friend, he was hurt, he was scared, and then I cooked his brain and stole his cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's because... Exactly what he fucking did. It's because after this scene... It's because you have the two special agents, Michael C. Hall and Joe Morton. They're the ones cooking his brain and interrogating him. After he's escaped, they're talking to their supervisor. And right. and their supervisor's like, well, he must be working with Aaron Eckhart on this, you know, terrible national security thing. But essentially their supervisor is like, so, I mean, he must be in on it. And <laughs> Joe Morton's like, Nah, man, when we accused him of it, he he looked like he was genuinely hurt and scared and confused. And I'm like, then why the fuck did you cook his brain and steal his cigarettes? <laughs> like, Very good question. You have his back was... right now. Uh-huh. But at the time, I don't... This is kind of a turn for you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, this is very much a heel turn. Yowza. But okay. And... Uh, I also loved the spinny interrogation chair in the FBI. Oh my god, that was really room good. Where they were <laughs> telling him that if the watch fits, you done treasoned. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, the, the chair just keeps spinning, and then they'll they'll press on like a little pedal, and it'll stop spinning, so they can really get in his face. And, yeah. And, and yell about the treason, and then they'll they'll press the pedal again, and it'll start spinning again. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, what is this? What is this fucking chair? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was literally made to do exactly what it was doing it's like what is i guess the spinning confuses one i guess so you have a ben affleck confused with a bag of shit running around trying to avoid both his previous employer and the fbi and you have aaron eckhart confused ceo can see the future but the future didn't happen the way it was supposed to no what to do what to do well he was in love with uma thurman what do we do about that? Okay, lock down Uma Thurman, mm-hmm. easy peasy. Then send another woman who's one of us to go yes. and meet with him. Uh-huh. Because it's not like he knows what she looks like because his memory's been wiped. What? What? Yeah. 
except he probably does know what she looks like but i guess it's it was three years and whatever they make another woman who sort of looks like her look more like her she talks to him almost kills him but he's like wait a minute you're not her because i saw your contact move and your eyes are green not blue and then it's okay because uma thurman shows up anyway and just knocks her the fuck out just knocks her on her ass it's great she comes in hot Mm-hmm. And she's got like a backpack full of shit that is apparently for Ben Affleck and just poof, bam, right in the face. And then later they get on a motorcycle, which they can do because in the bag, Megan, and uh-huh. the magic envelope of random shit, there's a key to a BMW. Yes. It's not a car, though. It's a motorcycle. It's a motorcycle. And she winds up knocking out a cop with her helmet. Like she just, yep. again, just poof, knocks, knocks that guy right the fuck out. It's, yeah, uh-huh. She's 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 on top of things in this movie, Amber. She really she's is. She's Kill Bill, like, get, getting ready for. Her. I also, I, I kind of appreciate the fact that all Ben Affleck wanted when he first met Uma Thurman was to skip the whole getting to know you part and go straight to, like, intimacy. Yep. And he kind of gets to do that. He gets that, yeah, Amber. He doesn't have to do all that remembering of getting to know someone. He doesn't have to remember having put in all the work to get her to fall in love with him. Right. And then, and then, oh man, she's also full of such wisdom, Megan. Such wisdom that makes me think that she's the one who ultimately changed his mind. It, It wasn't just the fact that he dies and, you know, starts Armageddon with his magical machine, but it's because she says such things as all we are are our experiences. Oof. Yeah. It's got to be tough for a guy who said, my life is only highlights to hear. Right? Yeah. It's just a fundamental change in what he's uh, used to seeing as his worldview, Ember. And then, then we get a glimpse of the man he became in that three years when she says, you asked me if I knew we wouldn't work out in the end. Would I still do it all over again? Uh-huh. And she said yes. She did say yes. Uh, it's- touching. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and then they do explain the whole decision-making process of, I mean, if you know there's going to be a plague, then you just round up all the people who are going to get it and then just, boop, gone. Ben Affleck's character tells you that seeing the future is wrong because when you take away uncertainty, you take away hope. You do. Oh, man. Yeah, do you want to live in a future where you know what's going to happen, Amber? I mean, probably not. I wouldn't be able to handle that kind of responsibility. No, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. All of this fantastic moralizing and dialogue and intimacy and action leads us to the final scene where they have to break back into the future machine room. Because, again, he didn't... He, he only sabotaged it enough for it not to work so that they couldn't... Aaron Eckhart couldn't use the future machine to find Ben Affleck, but he wanted to be able to go back to it and fix it so that he could break it. That does seem to be the point. Um, When they arrive in the room and and use more of his magic bag of tricks to, to sabotage the door, he doesn't destroy it. He fixes it using the crossword puzzle. So that he can look at the future and and then destroy it. Yeah. So <sighs> I they, they then later say that they want to use it so they can find a way to get out safely. I guess, but like So okay. I I think risking like Armageddon for that doesn't seem like a good trade he really doesn't uh, i kind of i kind of think like self-sacrifice makes sense in this scenario but he doesn't looks at the future sees that he dies is like well i guess that's gonna happen and then goes to sabotage it but it's like a ticking clock sabotage he has a single bullet from the yeah. envelope that they put on a <sighs> on a nitrogen tank <sighs> piston a liquid nitrogen tank piston. Yeah, yeah the highly unstable. Oh my god! Very flammable gas. Some fucking inert. Of, it's, of nitrogen. It's literally liquid night. It's it's cold. It freezes things. It's there to like super freeze the supercomputers that are needed to run future machine. 
and he 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 lines up a bullet to like shoot through it but like not right away like in the future like he he doesn't line it like in the next piston or the even the third piston to go he puts it the last in the line so that he has i guess time to escape time and, to get shot actually as far as we know right because he knows shot. he's about so, to go out and die and he's <laughs> He learns absolute. Neither does he learn anything new, nor does he do anything different after seeing his future again after fixing the machine. I mean, to be fair, he does know to avoid the catwalk because that's where he gets shot. I yeah, yeah. So he doesn't want. He, if he goes on the catwalk, then a door will open on the catwalk, and and he will get shot. So he he avoids the catwalk. Liquid nitrogen is not flammable. Okay, we're we're still on that. The very I'm flammable cast so liquid nitrogen is about to explode and destroy the machine. It he, made sense that he would have like su- destroying the super coolingness of it would destroy the machine. Okay, like that I would get. Like maybe you just like pour liquid nitrogen over all the circuitry and stop cooling the machine, and so like you fucked up the shit. Like fine. Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying, Amber? The machine needs to be very thoroughly destroyed. So obviously you put a bullet in a tank of liquid nitrogen to make it explode because it's a very volatile substance it's that not, will explode it's everything. It's inert as shit. Everybody knows this. I'm not sure why you're belaboring this point. The thing about liquid He's nitrogen is it's figured dangerous out a great is that it can way. make up, if you breathe too much of it in, it... Bon- <laughs> you are boring me you, with your unnecessary and probably incorrect and- science. Like just I'm just I'm I'm nitrogen and- I like explosions and what you're talking about is slow death and I I just I don't understand why you're doing this to me right now. They could have made it anything else. Like why did they make it liquid nitrogen? I'm not I'm not saying I hate explosions, Amber. You know me. You know I love explosions. How would it make sense to have a tank of gasoline in the room? Why does it make sense to do anything, Amber? Because you need it's a supercomputer, so you obviously need cooling agents. Oh God. Really volatile boom boom. You can't blow agents. up cooling agents. Well, Jesus Christ! You can't look into the future either, Megan. Which part of this <laughs> science are you going to be okay with? The, the simple facts of like fucking, like the periodic table, Amber. It's liquid nitrogen. You also it's can't N2. erase people's brains it doesn't, with it biometric doesn't, it markers. It reacts with itself. It doesn't react with anything else. There's no free electrons to react with anything else doesn't fucking explode what happens then amber we of course need a big showdown fighty fight scene uh a bunch of scary people uma thurman ben affleck don't worry he breaks out his mad bow staff skills <laughs> of course he. oh amber this is really good though so uma thurman the botanist biologist like has all these like tools and gears and like she's shown off her like weather machine in this area why she's researching that who knows but what she does what she does to give him a bow staff is use her like robot arm to like break off a piece of like dowling or whatever the fuck and like hand him his a boast ready-made bow staff it's really good she's pretty deft with that robot arm she she accomplishes yes. a lot and then also uses her wind machine to blow away some guys and we didn't even talk about the wrench yeah she uh she's really excited about using this wrench to smash some shit up she wants to smash the door control she wants to smash the machine she she can't do either of those things because ben affleck has some slick things she wants to do but what she can smash is peoples and she does smash yes. quite a few peoples yes she does yep then it, then ben affleck yeah. sends her off to escape knowing that he probably can't escape his fate. And Aaron Eckhart shows up, and they fight each other, and then Aaron Eckhart wins. And then rather than just shooting him, he drags him up to the catwalk because that's where the future machine showed him dying. So that's where he has to die. Mm-hmm. And so he drags him to the catwalk, and then the door opens, and a dove flies out. <laughs> oh, my God. And here's the thing, Amber. At this point, like, we knew it was directed by John Woo. And at some point I said, this doesn't seem very John Woo-y. And then the final scene happens, Amber. And it is woo-up the wazoo. Oh, man, that dove. That slow motion. Just, just one. Just one slow just one. motion dove. Uh-huh. And then who walks through that door? It's Uma Thurman. Oh, but there is actually somebody behind her with a gun it, it, it goes to shit a little bit people get shot but Aaron Eckhart gets shot and then of course the nitrogen explodes 
blah, blah, blah. Oh, they made it out. Hooray. But now they have to pretend they're dead because the FBI would still definitely want Ben Affleck to build them a future machine. Mm-hmm. And sure. both Joe Morton and that other guy, yeah, Dexter, Michael C. Hall, yep. Michael C. Hall, they know he's alive because they see his watch, which uh-huh. <laughs> his watch was also in the magic bag of stuff. Yes. And ooh, have you forgotten about the watch? The watch hasn't forgotten about you because at one point it flashes go, go, go when the machine explodes. And essentially it tells him to to drop or something. Essentially it saves him from getting shot. Yes. Because obviously not memory wiped Ben Affleck was also aware of being shot on the catwalk. Right. He knew everything. Yes. <laughs> Other than he knew everything except to just fucking destroy the machine. Mm-hmm. So they're safe. They're dead. But oh, gosh darn it. They don't have that $92 million. Except oh, poor Amber. in the magic bag, there had been a fortune, as though from a fortune cookie, with a series yep. of numbers on it. And yep. we thought it had already been used because, as he's sitting at the table with Paul Giamatti, the lottery numbers come on. And wouldn't you know it, it's the numbers on the fortune. <laughs> but we assumed that was just a... To, to to make him realize that he built a machine that could see the yeah, future. Of course. As it turns out, <laughs> the fortune on the other side was uh-huh. also important, which said something stupid like, if you don't look below, then you won't find what you're looking for. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Uma Thurman has some birds. Paul Giamatti <laughs> smuggles them out of her apartment, and they look underneath the poopy newspaper, and there's the lottery ticket. Yep. Worth $90 million. What? So he gets the girl, he gets the money, and he gets to not know the future, and no one else does either. Yep. Yep. So in a way, he actually got everything that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And endangered the entire world in the process. Yeah, great. He did lose $2 million, though, in the... He only won $90 million. He was going to have $92 million in stocks and bonds or whatever. Wow. Okay, so he he had to be faced with his own mortality um, and then, yeah, give up $2 million. I guess that's... It shows that he's a bigger person, Amber. He does not all about the money. He's he's willing to take a cut. Yeah, he's grown. He's grown as a person. He was willing to to downgrade. Yep. Hey, Amber, what would you think of this movie if I presented you with a rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, crazy balls, or K? This is another K movie. We got to start doing better ones. I I don't know if I... I don't know if I love our... Kind of like, eh, this was fine episodes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's Kate. There's some, like, Uma Thurman in general is has got some crazy balls funness in her. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, it. I, I, I want to convince myself it's more crazy balls than it is, but it's, it's not. I enjoy um, Ben Affleck's almost perpetual look of sort of befuddlement that happens through this movie, <laughs> sort of like. Eyebrows sort of tented, brow furrowed, mouth slightly open. Yes. You know, it's it's his it's his kind of gaming it out face. You know, he's, uh-huh. he's trying to figure it out. You know, connect the pieces. Brilliant engineer, my past self that I can't remember knew the future, kind of face. But really, it just kind of looks like. Do I have to poop? <laughs> when, was, when was the last time I pooped? Hmm, interesting. God, what has it been a long time? Do I need to yeah. eat more fiber? Hmm. Huh. And then he's back. Yeah, it's it's it, yep. that face is very amusing the entire time. It is, yeah. That that face is immortalized on IMDb. If yeah, it's just like it's the face he uses for the entire movie for a little clip that you put on. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. It is. It is. I guess it is. Is is the equivalent of uh, Nicolas Cage's dead doll face in in Next as he's that's, that's visualizing true. the future over and over and over again. I mean, yeah. it, it is another movie that has a neat gimmick that's execution is, it's, it's okay enough to keep me engaged, but it ultimately just uses, like, it is it is very much the Philip K. Dick story. Like, a dude goes to work for a company, they erase his brain, he forgoes the money, and gets a bag of shit that helps him get his way back to the company. Except instead of destroying what he built, he just wants a partnership and a stake in it. Which actually yeah. kind of makes a little bit more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. just maybe destroy the machine when you were there. I mean, it, um, yeah. I guess we figured out that Nicolas Cage looks that way because he's lived, 
you know, a thousand lifetimes in two minute intervals. Ben Affleck looks this way because his brain has been fried so many times. Yeah, there's a legitimate reason for both faces. Yeah, yeah. His brain has been cooked. His neurons have been zippy zapped. Mm -hmm. And all he remembers is how to use the bow staff. Um, apparently, uh, John Woo didn't want to do his trademark, like, standoff with two guns pointed at each other thing. But he did but it multiple times. Because Ben Affleck begged him to do it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there are two separate moments where they are inches apart from each other, both with a gun pointed directly at each other's faces. Yep, it's, it's um. John Woo's signature move, where it's like, you were so close, you could, like, just smack them in the face with a gun, um... Yeah. Yep, it is. And it's uh, once with Aaron Eckhart and once with Aaron Eckhart's like head of security or legal counsel. I don't know. But it's the guy who actually, (laughs) I think I accused him of having, I'm going to kill you later face. Yes, you did. Yes. Who's, yes. Mm -hmm. He plays like the big bad guy in Chronicles of Riddick. And then he also plays uh, Reginald Hargreaves in the Umbrella Academy. Which is so surprising. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, I, I don't know. I see him for a second in this movie. I'm like, oh, there's the fucking Grand Marshal from Chronicles of Riddick. Uh-huh. I ha- When I looked him up, I was like, shit, he's Reginald Hargreaves? I was just watching the Umbrella Academy the night before, and I didn't place him. And you couldn't place him. No, it's, it's yeah, it feels very different. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was the, well, I, I can understand if you're in a John Woo movie, you want to do the signature John Woo moments, but... I also don't love forcing a director. Like, he's already got his dove in there. Don't make him do the dumb standoff thing. Megan, do you have an Abby story? Amber, I'm down in New Rochelle right now. And it is it is the simple things sometimes that entertain both, I was going to say three-year-olds, but but also me, for sure. I um, was, <laughs> Abby asked me to fill a water, fill a glass with like a little bit of water and drop this rock that she'd found um, into the water and we did that for about five minutes and laughed our asses off it was just I would put I would drop the she'd say one two three go and I would drop the water the rock into the water and then it would splash and then we'd both laugh and then I'd do it again Ember what did it like change color or it was no nope uh uh-uh. uh yeah did nah. it I I am I am I'm really trying to figure this out. Um, oh, I, yeah. I probably have mm-hmm. Ben Affleck face right now. Yep. Yep. How, so you took a rock, uh huh, put it yes. in a glass of water, dropped it in, mm hmm, mm hmm, and then you, you pulled it out again. Yep. Then you, you put it back in again. Yeah. And this this made you both laugh really hard. She also counted down. That does add um, some suspense and ceremony to it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Dan and Erica, if you were wondering why we were laughing hysterically in the other room, that is why. I guess you had to be there? Don't know if that would have mattered, Amber. It may not have, but benefit yeah. of the doubt. Amber, do you have any recommendations? Uh, sure. Watch The Umbrella Academy, I guess, since yeah. I was just thinking of it. Uh, I just finished the second season. I, My brother and I had already watched the first season a bit ago. And then when we came to stay with our mom for a bit, we started watching it with her. We we went back and watched the first season so that we could all be on the same page for the second. I liked the first season quite a bit. I, I think in both seasons, they had a tendency to know what they wanted to do, but not necessarily find the best narrative way to accomplish it. So it kind of winds up having some holes in terms of motivations and decision making, which is something I can find kind of frustrating, but still wind up enjoying the general mechanics of the show. It's not amazing, but I think it is really solid and entertaining and diverting. Yes. And I really liked the second season because it did a really good job of sort of evolving both the individual siblings' characters and the dynamics between them. And amongst them in in ways that I found deeply satisfying. Like it sort of paid off on the work and the promise of the first season. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, I I finished it as well recently and um, agree wholeheartedly with your your assessment there, Amber. Love Klaus and Ben. Ben is adorable. Yes. Uh, I love that uh, Ellen Page's character is is her her development in the second season. I, I, I... 
think that that's fantastic, um, mm-hmm. kind of all around. Yeah, I en- I enjoy the show. It's a little heartwarming, a little dark, a little funny, a little goofy. Good action. The handler. <laughs> and the, the kid who plays five, I don't know if that's, he's just like, he must be just a super precocious dude because he is impressive. He is super impressive. Yeah, I believe that he's a 50-year-old. I believe man. that that 15-year-old <laughs> like, is, is really a 55. I believe it. Yeah. He's great. Just the way he stands. Oh, it's, it's yeah. So, Umbrella Academy. That's my recommendation. Yeah. Agreed. Megan, do you have a recommendation? I do. I'm going to recommend a game that we played, sadly, without Amber last night, which is called Among Us. Um, It is a um kind of silly little free game that you can put on your, uh, you know, tablet, phone, etc. And um, you play with... Um, either people who are in the immediate room with you, or you can play um, uh, online with folks. Um, you can have private rooms, which is what we did. So you get, you know, your group of friends together, kind of like you would with a Jackbox game. And uh, yeah, you're essentially, it's it's almost like the game Mafia, except you go around, you're in a space station and you're trying to find the imposter and the imposter tries to do bad things and kill people and you have to figure out who that is and um yeah anyway but with like the kind of fun bit where you go around and do tasks and you can if you do if everybody in who's a crew member does the tasks then you win or if the um imposter sabotages enough stuff they win and then like there's security cameras you can look at and kind of watch people um but it kind of comes down to like voting people um voting people off the, the, the into space essentially um but it 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 it's super it's actually super duper fun uh among us free on your devices all right. Well, uh, recommendations are done, so we're done. And bye, so Megan. So we're done. And I will just say, like I always do, ideas can be like rocks. Some use them to build, and others use them to bash other people's heads in. Did you just make that shit up? Did- no, no, I didn't. Who who would say that and then record uh, it for others? Uh, C.A.A. Salvestano, Amber. I mean, it, it, I I... To your credit that I would think you'd make that up. That is that is exactly what I was thinking when you said some ideas are like rocks. I was uh-huh. definitely had the bash people's head in. Yep. End of yeah. that. So Perfect. Amber loves the ending quote like she always does. You but know, Amber- I I don't. I don't. I don't love the ending quote. I mean, I, I do like, you know, <laughs> moments of inspired violence. But uh no, no, still still do not like this. Bye, Megan. Bye.